Control-Alt-Delete with Miss Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 97.7. At exactly 10 past 7. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Terry. I'd never have problems kicking things off with Motley Crue before I go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to start on a Monday morning. Um, yeah. And appropriate with this amazing weather. You uh, you want to give a quick, uh, a quick tip of the cap to that place you were at yesterday? Oh, wow. It wasn't yesterday. We went oh. Saturday okay. uh, by, by car, very safe, uh, went in, ordered, ate in the car. It's mm-hmm. called Super Loco. Yes. It is on St. Laurent, but it's not. It's in the alley behind. If, if those of you are familiar with the new uh, pizza place, Fugazi, mm-hmm. which used to be in Montreal North somewhere, Esteban was just telling me. Great pizza, too. But but Super Loco is unbelievable. Chilean sandwiches. Uh, they have an amazing chicken avocado thing going on there. Incredible empanadas if you like that. And just what a treat. And a way to get out and a way to be safe. And yep. hats off to them. Great little place. Fantastic. Okay. Love, uh, love the tips of a, a new place uh, to uh, dine, even if it has to be in the car. Um, <laughs> I'd like to uh, start with uh, whether or not you think the former president is going to be able to start a social media network. Donald Trump wants to start his own media network. Uh, Do you think he can get this off the ground? You know, there have been many people who have tried. In particular, the one that comes to mind is Lady Gaga wanted to build a safe environment for her fans to get together, anti-bullying, express yourself. Obviously, that didn't take too well. People have tried it many times over the years, but you know, a lot of people who've tried it haven't been running or weren't head of one of the largest countries in the world and at the same time, one of the largest political parties at the same time. And yeah, Donald Trump is claiming that he's going to be back on social media. Uh, personally, I can I can do without it, not because of the, it just I don't need the crazy in my life right now. Um, and it's been pretty nice and calm. And I've kind of liked the calmness a little bit. But yeah, apparently in a couple months, he's building his own platform. And when you look at this and you think of who's behind him, if it is indeed tens of millions of people and these people are feeling like their voices are being squelched in places like Facebook and YouTube and, of course, Twitter, this could be something. And there have been other apps and and networks we've talked about. For example, Parler is one of them. Uh, Another one called Gab as well. These sort of fringe social media platforms that really took shape uh, because they wanted a place for their voices to be heard. Uh, this could be something very big. It could be very significant. And even if it's not from a user standpoint, it can't just be from a news cycle standpoint. Mm-hmm. And that's actually my real fear is that it becomes uh, a place that we're looking at all the time, irregardless of how many people are on it and what they're doing, only because the ex-president is screaming. <laughs> right. And I, I'm with you. I, you know, No matter your politics, it sure has been... Uh... It sure has been calmer and quieter since uh, uh, he retired to Mar-a-Lago. And is this the kind of thing that you can put together yourself? You can just, I guess you can, right? You can open up a, a social media network and invite people to join you and you're off to the races? Not hard to develop. The challenge might be the same challenge they had with platforms like Parler, which is finding hosting right. and ensuring that what is being said is quote-unquote legitimate. I mean... There's, we're, we're just uh, tangling up the wires again of what do we want. And I'm very careful when I talk about this because I am a believer in free speech and I am a believer in people having very opposing 
theories of how something should run. And I am a believer in both democracy and letting people vote for the types of infrastructures they want. At the same time, when we start traipsing into hate speech, lies, things like that, we have to be careful. And, you know, it's it's that classic old saying, who watches the watchers? And it's hard to know in a platform like this if if it's going to be the general media really helping to perpetrate whatever comes out on it. All right, uh, let's turn to Instagram. I saw this story last night on NBC News, and I thought, really, do they need to do this? Instagram for kids, uh, under the guise of uh, it being a safe place for kids to be online, uh, but obviously the, the ploy is to add users to the platform. Uh, what's Instagram for kids, Mitch? Well, we've seen this a couple times, and a big shout-out to a uh, former Montrealer. I think he's now in, in Toronto, Craig Silverman, who used to write with me at the hour, he, who's now at BuzzFeed for this reporting. It's a great piece on BuzzFeed called Facebook is Building an Instagram for Kids Under the Age of 13. And there's there was an internal letter sent around by the head of Instagram talking about this being a priority. Right now, when you go on Instagram, you have to be under the age, over the age of 13, rather. We've seen platforms like this before. YouTube for Kids in the States would be an example. Uh, Facebook uh, toyed around with a messenger version for younger people, especially during the pandemic. Um, of course, all of these have been littered with issues. You can imagine everything from bullying to catfishing to people trying to be predatory towards young kids. And the, you know, the problem is scale here. If this isn't moderated well, if this doesn't give parents the true power of control, it can get out of hand really, really quickly. And a lot of things that become quote unquote bugs or issues can be very, very damaging. The problem here is that Instagram has had major issues with instances of target and abuse. And there have been tons of reports about just being on this social network, how angry it can be. Um, we have a lot of challenges here, like we do in the last story we talked about, which is how do we moderate teens from not being mean to one another? What happens when it happens at scale? How much time do we want young people spending on this? Do we want kids under the age of 13 running autonomously? Especially because the, the main thing is it's the, the whole idea of gateway drugs. It's if you give them this now at this age, the gateway is obviously yeah. to Instagram or to YouTube. And what do we want to do? We haven't had this talk because we've been in a pandemic. So our kids are online all the time and we're like, well, we got to do this. But the talk prior to the pandemic was how much time should our kids be spending? How much moderation is going on? How safe is this? And is this the type of society we want? Yeah. And do I'm we, hopeful. Yes, go ahead, sir. Do we really need to put kids on Instagram before 13? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. I got to yeah. tell you, having young kids, yeah. you know, they see what the other kids are doing in school. They want to be like them. They feel out of the, I mean, there's a lot of complexity as I'm going through this now as a parent with kids of age that is changing my perception of how I was before. So would you so, like to see Instagram for kids under 13? I am okay with many things for kids of that age, as long as it's driven by the parents. Okay. So I want to have full control. I want to see it all. Got you. Um, this uh, let's—I don't have a lot of time to spend on this, but I want to mention it because I'm—I've got to be honest with you. I'm glad to hear it. Um, my vaccine appointment is made. I'm very excited, and I—I uh, I look forward to the days when we can all gather again. And I think that's true of—and I think it's going to be important for a lot of businesses uh, that people are back at work together. 
Um, and uh, this story suggests that that's where we're headed. Do tell, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really shocked to see this because I've been talking about this for a while. Google just announced a $7 billion bet on the post-pandemic office. In short, they're taking more office space, and they really believe that coming together is core to their culture. And it's something I've been saying to everybody who's like, this is great. I never want to go to the office again. <laughs> That's great to say when you're an employee, but if you've ever run a business, you know that getting people together is core to building a culture in an organization. It's core to really digging into innovation. And more importantly, it's very core to professional development. You may think you never want to go to the office again, but you may be missing out on promotions, opportunities to move to other projects. It's hard to know when all we do is sit on Zoom in predefined meetings. The magic happens at the water cooler, and we haven't found anything to replace it. And I hope that this is a sign that some of the normalcy that we had will go back to being what it is, because I do think it's also important to separate your home from your work a little bit in life. Well, when one of the biggest companies in the world, uh, it, it takes their company in this direction. I think a lot of people will follow. Yeah, and look, it takes all kinds. There are solopreneurs, yep. they're self-employed, there's freelance people who love it, and I think that's great. But to really move things, to, to be truly inventive, to do more than just work for somebody or for a project, I think it takes us being together. What's your app of the week? Well, speaking of that, <laughs> this one made me laugh. It's called Zoom Escaper at zoomescaper.com. And basically, it's a tool to help you escape Zoom meetings <laughs> and any type of video conferencing scenarios. I wanted to try it out here, uh, but I was afraid to do it live. But it basically allows you to self-sabotage your audio stream. Okay. It'll add echoes, a bad connection, baby crying winds, uh, construction sounds, and basically allows you to like bounce off of Zoom and then say, sorry, it was chaos here. And I <laughs> thought it was hilarious <laughs> zoom escaper the app of the week okay great stuff mitch thank you and we'll talk again next monday have a great week terry thanks right. again okay see you later